Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. We are wrapping up our third season, the one of movie reviews, with Wishmaster 2, Evil Never Dies. And joining me for this, a wonderful treat, is the original cast of the last Wishmaster review. We have Paul JP. Hello! And Kat Letwin. When you wish upon a star. Oh. So she, uh, I told her that this was how people would know what her voice is. So she now has to sing the rest of the podcast, I believe. Um, <laughs> what you no, don't I'm not going to hold you to that. that. I think that's, that's a terrible plan. I wanted. You're the ones <laughs> who have to deal with me now. I stepped into the trap. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, you were both here for Wishmaster, which was, I think, the easiest way to put it, a treat. Oh, uh, probably the most fun I had all season. And definitely the most wish-dense film that I could possibly find. <laughs> most films have like one, maybe three wishes in them. This one has... I counted on Wishmaster 2, we have 13 wishes in this film. Well, first off, you've got to say it right. Uh, wishes? Yeah, all right. That's, yeah, there, that's better. Wishes. Wishes. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on, on, on... How did one prepare you for two, I'll say? That's, that's my <laughs> opening question. Well, I love this movie, obviously. Why wouldn't I? There's no reason not to love it. Everything about it is incredible. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll let everybody know. So Maddox asked, like, hey, so we're going to do an episode about Wishmaster 2. Uh, do you want to come and guest on that? And I was like, that's great, because I just watched Wishmaster 2 like three weeks ago <laughs> of my own accord. <laughs> Which I then followed up with, and so I guess you don't want to watch it with me together to prepare for it. And he's like, no, 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 I definitely still do want to watch it again. I'm going to watch it again. Uh, it's, worth, it's, it's worth the, the rewatch. Like, this movie is so delightful and so stupid and so wonderful on <laughs> so many levels. I mean, as a fan of just, like, gore and body horror, I mean, that's how they reel you in. But just for some reason, the pacing of these movies are spot the fuck on. I am not bored for one second during the entire thing. Um, anytime uh, the Wishmaster comes up and he's like with another like person who was just introduced, I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. What's he going <laughs> to do? Here we go. <laughs> like just yeah. rubbing my hands in delight and being like, all right, hi, hi, how you going to fuck him up, Wishmaster? <laughs> Go get him. Go get him, Wishmaster. Like, I think what's neat about this movie is that sometimes there's a movie that's like, it's so bad that it's good because every moment is so bad that you just enjoy how bad they are. This one has those moments for sure, yeah. but also has moments that are like genuinely good in just terms of like being so horrifying, <laughs> like doing the body horror and that stuff. But it never has anything in the middle. It's always atrociously bad or exceptionally wonderful <laughs> never 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 pulls the throttle down on either of those well you know second. you know what's in the middle is us just enjoying the goddamn <laughs> shit out of it we're, we're 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 the meat and the shit sandwich of this film um wait is the shit the bread yeah well i guess we're shit that no i don't i no. think my metaphor fell apart real quick like a shit sandwich does yeah when you pick it up <laughs> yeah, they're not very consistent. Yeah. not very good. No. Uh, um, okay, let's 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 give someone a little recap of the plot that is contained yeah. within this film. Uh, I'll start with just like the the backlog from the earlier film. 
He's a jinn, a genie. Uh, he's trapped in an opal. But if someone frees him from the opal, he has to collect a thousand and one wishes, or thousand and one souls by granting wishes. And then he can bring all the other jinn into the real world who are trapped in the space between worlds. Now, let's be clear. Uh, that wasn't a thing in the first one. In that the, was a thing, yeah. No, in the first one, he just needed uh, our hero to make three wishes, and that was it. In this one, he also needs to collect a thousand and one souls. He definitely still got more powerful by collecting other people's souls because he was oh, still going around. Sure. He definitely did go around and do that, but he didn't have to. It wasn't part of the prophecy. Oh, okay. I, I, I definitely remember he was doing it. So I did. I assumed he was doing it for a reason, not just Run, for He was just kids. running around fucking with people at pharmacies and, you know, <laughs> like weird 90s geology labs. Yeah. And yeah. never uh, forget yeah, the, the police station as well. The giant, hilarious oh, yeah. police station. <laughs> the police the station. enormous shootout. Like, if we're talking about... I was, I was going with the... <laughs> like, living rent-free in people's minds, that scene, oh, best. <laughs> it can stay as long as it wants. It's got a space on the couch, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, my favorite one for the first one is still the smash cut. Uh, I want a million dollars. Mother <laughs> taking out an insurance and then yes. getting on a plane. <laughs> just a wild way to kill someone so good it's like the writers room like the writers were just like so how ironic are we allowed to get and then they put that scene forward and they're just like no notes no notes this is (laughs) no just everything to 11 in this like they all they all sat down around the table it's like all right so (laughs) we all know that the twilight zone is too subtle (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay so we've already gotten off so yeah we, he has to collect a thousand one wishes this time i guess he was just doing it for kicks last time yeah uh so during a heist at an art gallery uh some people knock over a statue our main protagonist here morgana which is not a name you should just give someone uh <laughs> activates the opal gets activates the wishmaster fleet activates it by touching it somehow yeah, just, yeah it cracks open in her mighty hands. <laughs> and he gets freed. Uh, and so he, they kill some people while trying to escape for the art gallery. In one so of he the, takes like, the rap fun- for that? Yes. Uh, but also, can I mention that entire art gallery shootout? I'm just like, you guys are the worst criminals I've frankly never <laughs> seen. Like, it was just so, and also, oh, yeah. like, the security guards just immediately. The alarm went off because they just smashed a random yeah, glass thing. Like, have you <laughs> seen a movie i know you're in one right now do you have movies in your universe i assume you do um but then also the security uh, guards just immediately like shooting to kill which i mean yeah. you know so and them immediately shooting back like this is like a well, art robbery like it's it's an art robbery but then also is it just me or is it weird that security at an art museum have guns that i mean seems it's the u.s really i think everyone has guns those are probably people bringing their own from home. Well, sir, you've, guns to you've, work. you've clearly never the worked at the ROM, have you? Or the AGO for that time. <laughs> no, no, I suppose Trapped I all the goddamn time. Yeah, it's everyone. It's honestly mostly shootouts. Like, that's why you go to the ROM. They say it's for the art. It's for the constant shootouts between security guards and art thieves. Yeah, and at the AGO, very if, if, you're, if you're protecting an entire group of seven, you're gonna need some firepower. Right, yeah. yeah. You got to be able to take out seven people at once. You have a seven-barreled gun. Mm-hmm. 
to take out someone trying to take out each of the group of seven paintings at once. Okay, so you have That's worked at the ADA. Shoot the art. You shoot the people next to the art because they're very accurate. All seven barrels of your rifle are very accurate. I mean, okay, I know okay. they're called the group of seven, but they didn't just do seven paintings. No, no, but they did them in sets of seven next to each other. That's how they keep them at the galleries. Number. Okay, how um, does the gun work? Because it has seven barrels, Paul, so you can shoot one person stealing each painting. Yeah, go to a fucking art once. gallery and see how it works, Paul. Jesus. Yeah, figure it out. My God, I went Jeez. to an art gallery once. Interrupting my synopsis for this, you know, stuff that everybody knows. Um, right, so right, art here. gallery heist goes bad. Yeah. Wishmaster summoned. She gets out of there. Uh, he takes the rap for her and goes to prison to collect well, more well, souls. There's a whole lot that's that's of like there's a, a key piece of setup that's being skipped over there. Okay, and fine. that's that her boyfriend Eric is shot and killed. I was going to say that's a key piece of setup, but then I went, oh, right. They basically forget about that pretty fast. <laughs> and it well, doesn't weigh back the plot again later. Well, they they forget about him less than they forget about the other guy who was stealing art with them, who was shot and killed and never mentioned again. Right, right. Um, no one cares about him at all. I don't but, think he has a name even. But Eric, her boyfriend, is he makes the first wish in the movie. It's important. Yes. He makes the well. We'll go to that when I get through all the wishes. Let's try to get through the synopsis fast. It's a blow through synopsis. Uh, so he can he collects a lot of souls in prison. He eventually uses his powers to escape because that's not even hard. Uh, he goes to a casino to try to get even more souls because he needs a thousand and one. Meanwhile, uh, Morgana and a priest that they are horny together. Hot priest. Um, Hot priest. Hot, hot priest. His name is horny Gregory. Priest. Hot, horny, uh, hot, horny Gregory priest. <laughs> Do some uh, investigations to find out what is up with this guy who took the rap for them. Realize he's a genie and the devil himself uh, and uh, try to stop him. Um, don't do a very good job at it for a long while, but eventually confront him at the casino where she makes her final wishes and manages to get him back in the opal. I Again, the, the plot points aren't that important than the moments. This is a film about moments, people. Yeah. And so let's go through some of those moments. And now we can go back to, yeah, the first wish of the film, uh, which is so the dumbest <laughs> wish what the fuck was to that? ever make. <laughs> so he's been shot by one of the guards. He's dying. His girlfriend has just left him behind. And then a giant demon comes out of the wall and starts crawling towards him and says, I can grant you any wish. I can give you riches. I can save your life. And he says, I wish I had never been born like a fucking idiot, right? He is dying. He's lost a lot of blood and he doesn't know that it's a real wish master. He he's just he just he did see a magical entity just fold out of the wall and then crawl across the floor. Yeah, but yeah, correlation but, you know, we, doesn't equal causation. <laughs> you know, he's bleeding out. He might he might just reasonably think he's hallucinating. Or maybe loss. he's been suffering yeah. with a lot of untreated depression. Could be. He might he might be depressed. He might have had some long term issues there. I think he still made the bad call. I think he he could have taken another second really thought about what he wanted in life and wished for anything other than not being born 
so that he got reverse timed into a baby in front of us. Yeah, can we or talk? Can we talk about how the those? Wishmaster describes it? He had a regressive experience. Stop talking in riddles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's. I, I would very much like to talk about how, at least thematically, it was very interesting because um, when the Wishmaster comes out of the opal. Unlike in the first movie, he has an entire scene where he births himself through the wall of the art gallery. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it comes out and like it's all just like uh like David Cronenberg style, like um what looks like uh like uh uterine lining and entrails, and there's all this mucus, and he's pushing through and sliding through, and it's just oh like it's so sticky and visceral. And then the fact that the guy asked to never be born when we just saw the monster being born, I thought was kind of like <laughs> the guy who wrote it is also the guy who directed it. Um, he was Classic. he was offered the first Wishmaster movie and he was like, this script is dumb. And then they offered him Wishmaster 2. He's like, this script is dumb. And they're like, OK, OK, you can direct it, but you can also write it. And he's like, finally, my magnum <laughs> I think he did a pretty good job. You can, he did a good you job. You can tell with the way that he was playing with themes in that. So it doesn't matter that the wish is stupid. I, you can see the thought process behind it as a writer of him being like, we just watched this horrific birth. And now we will see the destruction of man through a reverse nothing birth. And I'm like, I you probably got a B in one of your classes at university. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you're giving too much credit to that thought thought process, but I think he just thought it would be cool to watch someone turn into Benjamin Button style back into a baby. Right, because this was before Benjamin Button came out, so no one had seen anything yeah. like that before. Never mind so quickly. Because Benjamin <laughs> Button was like what three hours long. Yeah, he's like, we can do a fa- we we should do it fast, and then someone else saw that Wishmaster too, and was like, well, what if this was the whole movie? Right, and I, you know, the Oscar that Benjamin Button won for special effects. Can stand on the shoulders of Wishmaster Two before it. Yeah, they really Wish do deserve Master uh, some walked, credit for that so award. Benjamin Button could run. <laughs> exactly. I think Benjamin Button won that Oscar anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I, I, I. Well, let's go to the next yeah. wish here on the list. It's not very long after uh, another security guard or cop pops in and goes freeze, <laughs> which I would say is clearly a command directed at the Wishmaster. Wishmaster would say. Nah, I'm going to take some liberty with that language and just freeze that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that don't seem fair. Well, Oh, I think- I'm sorry. Is the Wishmaster <laughs> not behaving fairly enough for you? Okay, okay. Honestly, but here's no. the thing is that later in the movie, he keeps referencing the rules and saying, well, they're like, there are certain rules that even I can't break. Um, so... However, I do believe that the um, the back and forth was the officer comes in and says, freeze. And then uh, Wishmaster says, uh, like, do you want me to freeze? Yeah, I want you to freeze. Did you say, you say freeze? Did you say freeze? <laughs> <laughs> and here's what gets me, though, is after, like, you know, the, the man freezes to death. Um, also, you can still see him moving in the next shot. It's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> but when his his like cop buddies come in, like the detective comes in, and he just like looks at the guy who suddenly froze to death, and is like, "Yeah, so what's that all about, huh?" Like he's so <laughs> casual about seeing his call. I don't know. Maybe he didn't like yeah, the his, colleague. His follow up was, "You want to explain this?" Yeah, but it was done in such a way that he was just like, "Well, this is odd." 
Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is a weird the way to kill a man. The wishmaster gives him the explanation. It's... He needed to chill out. Uh, oh boy. He had to chill out. Okay. Yep. Look, yes. <laughs> there are lots of rules that the wishmaster does have to abide by, but none of those rules say that he isn't allowed to be a little stinker. He is yeah, he is definitely a little stinker. That is uh, throughout the, his wish granting process, it just is being well stinker. within his purview. Like if he was on a reality show, he would definitely be the one like kind of stirring up drama just for the fun of it. Oh, for sure. He's definitely having fun. He's. I think he says, I, cl- I love this part where he's just collecting the souls. I think oh, he yeah. honestly does not care about the destination. Like he's like, yeah, I got to prevail the prophecy. Go do that. But honestly, I just kind of like collecting the souls and being this little stinker. Um, like he's, having, he's having fun at first, for sure. It, it's just until it's later so he fun. gets sort of pissed off. Maybe but he, smi- he smiles later. this whole movie. Like, he's having a great time. He's not like a threatening... Uh, like, he is dangerous, but he's not threatening. He's not like, I'm... Ooh, be, be afraid of me. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you say something you wish for. Come on. He's going to do it. Uh, and he's just so excited for it. Oh, before we move out of the art gallery, I do want to post... Uh, point out that the art all looks like it belongs on the side of a panel van uh, and not in an art gallery. Yeah. And that's just fun there. for me. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Totally, totally agreed. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Wishmaster is someone who genuinely enjoys their job. It's clear that they were born to do this. And I think that's part mm-hmm. of what makes the movie as a whole so enjoyable. A, the acting choices that the guy who plays the human version of him makes, like with his face, it's so unnecessarily creepy, but it's hilarious. <laughs> but it's also like, yeah, that's that's fucking creepy. But the relish that he takes, both as an actor and the character itself, the way that he's written is just, there's something where you're not rooting for him, but you're just like, oh, okay, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, buddy. You're, you're excited to see what he does next. Exactly. I can't wait. Yeah. Like a, like a great show. Like any good show, can't hardly wait. He, he has the perfect charisma for this exact movie. Yes. It's a brilliant bit of casting. He understands exactly what is going on. And how much ham to sort of throw at the wall here. <laughs> yeah, he, yes. he understood it, the He assignment. leans into it just the right amount. Like if he if he was chewing the scenery even a little bit more, it would be, I think, a bit too much. But he's just like, he just underplays it enough with that shit-eating grin on his face. He, he's chewing himself up. Like he's, he's not yeah. going wild running around. He's just chewing up the character of himself as much as he can. Yeah. Which, I... Uh, I immediately, as soon as this, uh, as soon as I was done watching, went to see if Andrew Devoff was on Cameo, <laughs> if I could get <laughs> just a video of him talking to me. But no, he's not on there, unfortunately. Oh. Give it time. If he, if you're listening, if you're out there listening to this, I love you. Please get on Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Okay. Do it for Paul. Uh, if you want to uh, move on to the next yes. wish, the next wish I have on my list is uh, I wish I could just walk through these bars Whoa. here while he's in the holding cell. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, think, I think the fucking state owns me, man. Oh, I, I think that might have been <laughs> my favorite one as far as practical effects are concerned. And also, oh, so good. And also mm-hmm. because I'm like, okay, we can only ramp up from here. So 
what do you got? And you know, as soon as he says, I just want to like walk through these bars and out of this prison. And he's like, wish granted. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> what, what horrible thing shall be set this guy, which by the way, the guy who, um, who ends up getting uh, like taking the wish. So Wishmaster meets him in the holding cell, like a large holding cell of this uh, local jail. And I thought the actor um, playing like this tough guy, I'm like, I thought he did a really good job. Like I was shocked at like the cat, yeah, yeah. like the quality of that day, like that day players acting. It was genuinely, I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. Okay. You do you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he had he had a lot of fun with what he was doing, and then yeah, I you know I I knew what was going to go on sort of immediately. I'm like, walk through these bars. Oh, that's that's not going to go well for you. Um, but I I didn't have the creativity they had. I thought it was just going to be a simple like sort of like get sliced as he goes to the bars. Yeah, like in Resident you know? Evil, like in the first Resident Evil movie with the lasers coming at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or or uh, Cube also has a thing where someone gets just gets sliced because they gotta walk through some wires oh, or something. And I kind of thought something like that was gonna happen here, and uh, no, they took their time with it. They made a meal of that man going through those bars, oh, um, and, and I appreciate oh, that. What meal. a sumptuous, sumptuous time. meal! So, if you if you don't mind, because this was one of my favorite scenes of the movie, may I describe in excruciating detail exactly what happened? Oh, please. Okay. So. Um, uh, a prisoner boy uh, asked to walk through the walls. Excruciating detail. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't say which part was detail and which part was excruciating now, did I? And that's your fault. <laughs> that's your fault. See, I could be a good wish master. Anyway, prisoner boy. Um, there's like this little... Uh, so there are bars on the prison, on the cell, but there's also like a little kind of like chunk where um, he is just like forced by the wish to start trying to fit his head through. This is where some of like this amazing gory SFX comes in. Cause not only do we get a shot from behind of him, like literally having to break his neck in order to force his way through, but uh, his skull starts compressing, his skin starts coming off. I mean, it starts with his mouth filling with blood, but then the viscera really hits um, and we see exactly like the the muscle and bone and tissue forcing itself through this tiny hole and the way that his body um, and he's screaming the whole time. He is just because he can't, you know, it's it's terror. It's so scary, but like delightful until finally, <laughs> you know, like the head gets through his neck snaps. Um, his face is already like missing chunks of it. Uh, his jaw has dislocated. We see his tongue. It's um, Jesus fucking Christ. But then having to get his shoulders through and essentially because the force of the wish pushing forward, meeting this immovable object and his is a squishy human body. We see exactly the ways in which um, his body is slowly and ex excruciatingly forced through this this hole now my only problem with this wish is he didn't walk out of the police station because <laughs> he was he a task, but he's wishmaster. wishmaster focused on the first part of going through the bars worried less about the because i thought it would 
would be even more terrifying if like now he is this like mangled <laughs> oh, no. husk and like so in pain but now the wish is still keeping him alive until he walks out which was even would be i think even more terrifying like having to live in that kind of so the puddle just sort of like plopped forward and walked and out and he's still or screaming you know his consciousness is still alive oh. like that's kind of what i was hoping for but i still love the scene a lot fair enough yeah i don't I, I agree that that would be amazing and also that I don't think I have the fortitude to make I had enough fortitude to make it through the man going through the bars. I don't think I would have the fortitude to watch a man now a puddle walk out of a police station. Okay. <laughs> step by well, step. Well then don't watch my Wishmaster 2 fan video fan fiction. Then just just don't, I guess. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh the next the next wish, I'm just going through the wishes in order at this point. Mm. Next wish is also a great fun one. Uh he starts trying to sell to the other prisoners in the prison. And one of them says that uh he wishes his lawyer would go fuck himself. <laughs> as soon as he said that, I got oh so excited. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I cannot wait to see Because you're like <laughs> You know this is gonna turn, but you're like, how exactly is this gonna turn? <laughs> Uh, and I guess he just like his legs just twist around to be behind himself. Well, um, to me, if I'm imagining what's going on sort of behind that table mm-hmm. there, because we see mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. legs sort of turning around and I think it's sort of his pelvis sort of reversing through itself. It's turning inside out. So I think the lawyer's penis is sort of getting yeah twisted and then like coming through the butthole the other way. So it's oh. like... Yeah. Because his legs were sort of folded up behind him. So I thought basically just his entire, like everything below his waist did a 180 and then curled up. But that's the thing is it didn't quite do a 180. His legs sort of pivoted in on themselves. There's luckily enough left to the imagination here that both could be true. Well, I I, want to hear Cat's Yeah, I'm kind of more on the side of Maddox. Um, You know what? Actually, mine is a mix of both of your theories that his pelvis like forcibly turned around so that his dick was closer to his own asshole um and those pants were still on obviously mm. so then as the like dick turned around or like the pelvis turned around then um his own dick shoved itself in his asshole and started fucking him against the desk right. yeah that's okay. what that's yeah that feels like what i saw yeah, yeah. i think that's, um, that's probably more likely but I, he seemed not to enjoy it at first but he did seem to enjoy it by the end is that um, what you read into that Maddox? but i think he is also dead I, I think he's dead. <laughs> you know, I mean, we there's we don't know, but we what we do know is that you know the the guy you know who made the wish, our friend. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you know his lawyer thinks he's found a loophole and can get the charges dropped completely, we know that he didn't end up getting out of prison because later when the wishmaster calls upon all the souls of uh, the people who made wishes, we see him in bed in prison still. And I think that's kind of yeah. sad. Right. And then I think, I think his lawyer could have gotten him out, but I don't think, I, I don't think he was going to anymore. He's got uh, some medical things to deal or with. Or he just straight up died. He may have died. Yeah. That's a medical thing you can't deal with. Um, And I particularly enjoyed the irony of that. It felt very like twilight zoney where you realize, um, something that you did or said in wrath or in anger has now come back to haunt you. Um, Because in Mm. that scene, the lawyer is saying, 
Well, you know, I found these loopholes, but specifically he was saying because of my connections with the DA and the police force, I think I found a way. And it might not even be that like he wrote down those notes. He was just there to tell the guy. So even if that information was available for another um, lawyer for this guy who the lawyer called Robert, but that's the actor's name. Um, His name isn't Robert (laughs) in the movie. I think it's like Gaines or something. It's hilarious. That might be a street name. Gaines? I don't know. Like G-A-I-N-E-S. I was just reading the... I should have written down that piece of trivia. There were a lot of pieces of trivia <laughs> about that particular actor who played that one inmate. And I'm like, did the guy who played the inmate write this IMDB page? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because yeah, I don't think I don't think I know him from much else. Well, IMDb um, is I'm very gadget. happy to tell you all about him. All about him, eh? This is this is Grise, I guess. I think so. I I should look it up. Uh, he's got a lot of credits, so I I don't recognize a lot of them, but he's got a lot of credits on here. So yeah, he must uh, must be a, a regular working actor. gets gets on set a lot. Yeah, he gets the job done. He gets the job done. He does not get out of prison for what he said in anger and not thinking things were serious. But I think that that experience will give the Wishmaster cred in the prison going forward. I think he does then start to get a lot more offers after he has done that. I don't think people were taking him seriously before that. Right. But now people are willing to give their souls to him uh, and a pack of cigarettes for whatever he wants. That is a line that does exist. (laughs) What will it cost me? Your soul. And a pack of cigarettes, <laughs> which is great. Uh, which also leads us into our next wish, which is there's a, a guy at the prison who seems to say that it's his turf, and that anyone getting things for people needs to give him a cut, got to pay his rent. And so he asks, "Well, I think his name is Butts. Is his name Butts? <laughs> I don't remember what the. I think Butts, Butts doesn't seem right. Oh, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> his name is." B-U-T-Z, butts. B-U-T-Z, and I, and I remember that because when he's talking about, uh, you know, wishes and the Wishmaster goes, you know, what are you willing to trade your soul for? One of his uh, Kung Fu twins says, hey, man, butts don't have no soul. <laughs> and then he gets hit in the face. He does get hit in the face. Can can we also just Uh, um, concentrate on the fact that there are like Kung Fu twins that follow a man named Butts around? Like, I I know the Oscars as of the recording um, of this podcast. I think the Oscars are tonight. They're they're locked in. They are tonight. And if... Uh, they are already locked in, and they don't normally do films from 1999 in the Well, normally a worldwide pandemic doesn't happen. Lots of things happen. True. These are these are unprecedented times, so maybe Wishmaster Two should be up yeah. for something. Not to mention, Space Jam has won the Oscar for best sci-fi movie about basketball every year since nineteen ninety-six. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm not normally a betting person, but I'm putting my life savings on the fact <laughs> Wishmaster Two wins big at the Oscars, baby. Best best picture, everyone. <laughs> best picture. Um, yeah, no, I. I I feel like there should have been more explanation to why why does he have Kung Fu twins as his henchmen? <laughs> well, because clearly they committed a crime together and got sent to the same prison despite the fact that they both know Kung Fu together. Perfectly symmetrical yeah. Kung Fu. 
Like they, they were introduced to us. So just like they're like doing the like wide shot of the yard, and they're just sparring. They're just sparring. They're just doing kung fu yeah. with each other, and I'm like. What it's, is it's the it's literally the first shot we see of the yeah. prison is the two of them doing kung fu together to, to this extremely <laughs> mid nineties like like quote unquote like rap beat that the like that they made they're like yeah this kind of sounds like I don't know is it Snoop or Nate Dog I don't know I don't listen to rap just put it just put it in okay cool like either way that's that's the soundtrack to a prison yard baby yep. <laughs> Ah, and so this man who has named butts, who has kung fu sidekicks, he wants to get uh, messed up on drugs, but he phrases it as "I wish I got wasted, stomped into the ground." He went too. He went too hard with the metaphor. He (laughs) he phrased it in like four different ways, but every single one of them could also be interpreted as getting your ass kicked. It's like I want to get wasted. I want to get stomped into the ground. And uh huh. Yeah. yeah well. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> like, don't use metaphors around genies. I I can't stress this enough. I've been doing this podcast for a while now. No metaphors within a hundred miles of a genie. It's would just you, not well, safe. There, would you say that's the biggest lesson you have to teach everybody? Is just to completely do away with idiomatic expression in the presence of genies you can use them the rest of the time but just like well, if you, you if you think there's even a chance there's okay. a genie nearby if somebody tells you they are the wish master yeah like it's not like he was hiding it he said i'm the wish master which i think is fucking great because in the first movie he never said no one ever said the phrase <laughs> wish master but in no. this he's all like i'm the wish yeah master. in this in this uh <laughs> movie he says not only wish master the name of the movie but he says uh, evil never dies, and the name of the movie is Wishmaster Two. Evil never dies, and both times he's first said his name and then said Evil never dies. I said out loud to no one, "That's the name of the movie." Like I just, I, <laughs> I love that very much. My only regret is that he never said Wishmaster Two. <laughs> there would have to be a second Wishmaster for him to be able to say something like, "I'm the Wishmaster Two. Oh, of course, oh. Evil never dies. But they just couldn't find a way to make that work out. If there had been some sort of a magician or um, carnival character, maybe he could have. They could have also been called a wishmaster, and then he could have said, "I'm the wishmaster too." My evil never dies, and that would have been. That would have been. I, we said no notes. One note. That note. Sh- this should yeah, be in there somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where they. But they got a. They had the time. They could have cut one more of the like naked sweaty dream sequences for that because they had a couple of those they weren't naked she was very clearly underdressed 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 yeah because about the first half of the movie morgana morgana's scenes basically are she is being spooked while underdressed probably in bed and sweaty also she went to church three times yeah a little later but most of the sequences like most of them are that it is a lot of like her like the uh, an extremely male gazy camera focusing on her mm. in her sleep getting sweaty in like um either crop tops or like tank tops with like little tiny little like um well those would be boy shortcuts that's what she was wearing and then um typical bikini kind mm. um but you can tell like there's something <laughs> about like the wishmaster series like with a lot of 
kind of a horror that is a little bit more schlocky. It very much like the camera is just like, oh, look, oh, yeah, look, oh, she's so fucking high. Oh, she's having fucking nightmares. Huh? Oh, man, oh, so terrible. Oh, so like, there's a lot of that. However, I, I will say. Yeah. You brought that to life yeah. so perfectly. <laughs> um, uh, audience members, uh, esteemed members, uh, here's my impression of an extremely horny camera. <laughs> For your consideration. <laughs> Fingers crossed with me. So now we got, we got, we got best picture. We got best, uh, best yeah, performance now. Yeah. My cat right here. We, we're, we're locking up That's these Oscars. That's my favorite Oscar is best performance. It should be. However, I will. I will. <laughs> best performance on a podcast. <laughs> on a podcast. That's part yeah. of the technical About awards. About the That's movie. Of the it's one of the yeah. new technical yeah. awards. It's in there. I will say, though, on that note, I was genuinely impressed with the way the camera also sexualized Hot Priest. Hot <laughs> Priest was oh, yeah. very hot. And the Fuck like, Gregory. yeah. And also, I think he was orthodox because, like, looking at the rituals, like, I grew up Catholic. We never did any of that, but it looked like, like, Russian Orthodox or Ukrainian Orthodox. Oh, I didn't catch that. I, I do not remember. Again, I was also raised Catholic. I do not remember there ever being a, a ritual for purification that involves okay. cutting your finger. Okay, I know we've uh, already got off the rails of like going uh, about going on about the wishes in order because it's important we talk about this right now. So, uh, speaking also of yeah. like male gazy cameras, the fact that purification in the '90s, aside from cutting <laughs> off your finger. So she used to dress like Cyberpunk 2077, which I'm like, that's a look. That's a choice. Um, mm, but yeah. it was very, like, the yeah. it was very cyberpunk. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking badass. Um, and part of me is like, is her hair in locks? No, she's just braided. Okay, okay, good. She's just braided a little, bit, a little bit in front of like the four enormous wall-sized pieces of sapphic art that we see around yeah. the apartment. And uh, I support her a hundred percent in her endeavors. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, don't don't get it twisted like her hair. Am I right? But anywho, so her her transformation <laughs> um, when she decides, like, oh, I have to purify purify myself so I can like hold the will of God. And also, I love that the Wishmaster too, because there's so much religious imagery and iconography and ideas in this. Um, versus the fact that uh, the Wishmaster is a jinn that literally comes from like uh, an ancient Persian religion. Yeah, yeah, pre-Islamic. He, he keeps saying it's like, "Nah, I'm not a devil. You're mm, no, <laughs> like uh, wrong demon, idiot." Like it's great. So anyway, yeah. um, when she uh, when Morgana, which is also the name of like a witch, Morgana Le Fay, um, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what get. Well, no, that's what gets me mad. It's like you don't put that name in and not have them actually be yeah, magic yeah. or something regular people can't just be named morgana that's not, wild not in this economy <laughs> Get- so when she's looking at herself and she first takes out her nose ring as soon as she did again i said this to absolutely no one i'm like <laughs> oh my god it's a makeover scene and every 90s exactly, movie exactly yes i believe paul and i sang the makeover song <laughs> from flown high <laughs> makeover 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 do, 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 for you and me um and she like <laughs> this cyberpunk wardrobed individual who's dressed the same way throughout the entire film just pulls out like a modest sundress and a sweater that she had in her closet and a missing <laughs> pinky and i just 
Like the optics on that are so bad. That purification has to do with the way you dress, which is such a specifically um, horrible, like uh, like misogynist thing that's put on women. So here's where the camera goes back to being like, yeah, remember when you were slobbering over her? Oh yeah, now she's still fuckable, but also she yeah. could be your wife. <laughs> it's It's the same thing as like, earlier the first time father gregory comes to visit and i'm not gonna just call him gregory i'm always gonna call him well, father you respect gregory. your your authority uh, figures i know that about you yeah exactly famously <laughs> um <laughs> when <laughs> the first time he comes to visit her at her apartment uh she's like sitting there after having you know not googled i believe web zapped <laughs> Off, off brand Zap yeah. Services Incorporated was the, the website. I wrote it down um, <laughs> because I was just like, oh, man, I remember in the 90s, like going to GeoCities to to research for school. Yeah, she found that on like a that. web ring for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, but like, so he he comes up this service elevator into her apartment uh, and he's so stunned seeing her sit there at her like fucking picnic table in the middle of the living room. Morgana. And she's like, what? You've never seen a girl without her makeup before? Even she's, she's clearly like, wearing makeup, wearing blue yeah. eyeshadow it's- and lipstick. And it's like, this is <laughs> really like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot. And it goes exactly back to that, uh, to the male gaze thing you were talking about of like, Oh, well, you know, she's only wearing like, like, uh, half a trowel of makeup and that's like enough that she seems like not a whore right and part of her makeover sequence after she takes out her nose ring like she like wipes the lipstick easily from her lips i'm like that's not how that works with her (laughs) her goddamn bare hands oh buddy um and going into that like that part of that trope of like when a woman is truly pure like you know like you're so much more pretty without your makeup on because i want to see your face and it's like because because makeup do we has hate been this so... movie now is that what's happening here? <laughs> it's a thing I, for me it's just like I, I i agree all that i'm also like why did she think that was a solution i'm staying in the the diegetic world world where i'm like why did you think that was purifying process like there's no part in the like the mythology that's saying like it says pure of heart, but it doesn't say like and like don't go sledding up or something. It's a she was already unpure for having straight murdered a dude, which is what it actually ends up being in the end. <laughs> I love they they sort of joke about that. <laughs> like, well, it's it says that you know to defeat the jinn, it's got to be somebody who's hmm, pure of heart, and she's like, okay, so maybe I got a problem with that. And it's like, yeah, because you murdered a man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't change your makeup. Well, don't you understand? You you murdered a man and you saw his wife and two children on the news. Well, women are only as good on the inside as they are on the outside. Don't you understand? Come on, read up on Madonna whore dichotomies. I guess I don't oh, understand. Thank God. Sorry, cat. <laughs> I understand. Sorry, cat. I'll do some more research. Uh, recognize my privileges. I'll do I'll do more reading. I'm sorry. Good. Now beg. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Spooked. Yes.
Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day is Va- coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine. Right. you know. And the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and do- mm-hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It, uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions? Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your Open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And, hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all uh, online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of, like, in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No! Do online. Do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com slash spooked to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. I think we're actually we're actually doing a pretty good job keeping with this, keeping things in order. So you know, let's move down to the next wish in my list. Okay. Uh, so this is wish three after forty five minutes of recording. <laughs> no, we're we're up to we're up to about six. I think I think we're oh, on shit. wish six. Okay. Yeah, we're about halfway through. We're going way over time though. Uh, <laughs> slow dance with you, Compton style. Okay, uh, <laughs> and also yes. that's which is one of the security guards. That scene one. did not turn out the way I was hoping it would. It did not involve literal slow dancing. <laughs> never mind in a Compton style. It would have. It would have yeah. if he hadn't clarified Compton style. Then I think Andrew Devoff and Tiny Lister would have <laughs> rode off into the sunset together, and they would have forgot about the prophecy. You know the prophecy. You don't need it to be happy. <laughs> but then he said Compton style. And it's like, well, right, Compton style. And everyone, the whole wish. Going to stare full bore down the camera <laughs> and, <laughs> and then kill Tiny Lister. Yeah. So it just ends up be- beating him up into a pulp, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that's that was actually, that's a wish that seems like lost potential. Uh, the next one is a fun one, though, is we go to the Russian gangster who says, I want his head. Is it Osip, uh, Osip Kruchkov? No, no, no. Oh, wait. I. Oh, yeah, I miss. I must have missed the one where he walks out, right? Right. Because well, Osip, yeah, the Russian guy, walks out of the prison. That's a wish. Blow this popsicle stand. Blow this popsicle stand. But then right at the right, the next wish he gets after that is the one where that guy's boss. Yeah, the big boss. Has a guy he hates named Mustafa, mm-hmm. and he wishes to have his head, and thus his face changes into that guy, and everyone just goes, ah, he snuck <laughs> up on <laughs> It's Mustafa. <laughs> 
did he get in here? <laughs> and into our boss's clothes. <laughs> into our boss's clothes while standing between us all who were circling him well, seconds this earlier. Was, this moustache was pretty good. We know that because this head of a, a Chechnyan criminal organization um, wants for nothing, whether it's uh, power or, or sex or money. But when he mentions Mustafa... Imagine like how good this Mustafa guy has to be for a man that powerful to only want his head, preferably on a platter, but clearly now on his head. So I imagine to his underlings, they're just yeah, like, oh, of course Mustafa can do this. Oh, no. Like, I, that's how I choose to interpret <laughs> it. That's how I choose to see it. Okay. I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Must, that guy <laughs> must be a badass. Yeah. I will. I will mention just... Uh, just do a little, a little friendship gush here of when they were doing all these scenes and everybody was speaking in Russian. I was like, Oh, I know cat knows at least a little bit of Russian. And I was excited that we were going to do a podcast. <laughs> no, I don't know any Russian. <laughs> That's you Ukrainian. Bit of Russian. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm there. I didn't know I let a racist on my podcast. No, no, they're very. The languages are incredibly close. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of fucking overlap. So, yeah, I, I was also just. I was like, when I was starting to realize, I'm like, man, this, this movie's pretty goddamn Russian. I'm really into this. Okay, Maddox, if you could edit all this out, I would really appreciate it. No. I'm not going to let you get away with your crimes. Uh, moving over, on to the next way wish. Over time. you got to edit it out. Uh, we actually, we actually get stuff. to, we actually get to her actually trying to fight the genie. Now they finally, she's caught up to the genie. She's in the casino with him. <laughs> Quote unquote, trying to fight him. By him. shouting wishes at him because uh, she hasn't made any of her own wishes yet. Uh, so she goes, I wish you were gone forever. He's like, mm, rules. No. Uh, wish you were back in the stone. He's like, come on. No, that doesn't count either. He, he really does like not yeah. let her get away with anything. Like she, she has some fairly good ideas. You're just making like, it sound no. a lot less impactful. Yeah. He's, he's, he started sounding a lot like the kid on the playground. Um, you know, if you're like playing like war or power Rangers, and he's like, no, I'm, I'm not dead because you're got, I have super gun and also I'm invincible. So now you're dead. And it's like, shut the fuck up, Kyle. Like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree at this point. Like the type of things that she's doing is the type of stuff that we figured would have worked in the first film. Right. Where you're like, well, why didn't you just wish him back in the stone? And that's probably why they put it here. Is like people kept on being like, "Why didn't you just wish it back in the stone?" Well, here's another thing: is you know, in the first film, she defeats him by wishing that that one dude was never drunk on the job that day. You are right. Yep. And it completely reverses all of the chronology and all of the causality um, that is caused by that dude being drunk on the yeah. job that one day. <laughs> Whereas, you know, at the beginning of the movie, the first wish that we get is Eric wishing he'd never been born. And sure, like a lot of people, like he's not in the news or anything. And people, at least in the media, don't know who he is because he was never there. But, you know, Father Gregory and Morgana both still remember him. So wishes already work differently in this movie. That's right a really, really good point. Um, yeah. A, 
uh, my downstairs neighbor, Saurabh, uh, sometimes uh, does uh, contract work explaining laws around like termination regarding um, like either like intoxication in workplaces. And he was making a presentation recently. I'm like, hey, you should put in the scene from Wishmaster. And he watched <laughs> it. He okay. was just like, maybe not this time. And I'm like, ah, next time though. But moving on. Um, <laughs> I think that's a very, very good point, because if we're looking at it from the logic of the first Wishmaster movie, by the very fact of Eric saying, I wish I had never been born, does that mean Morgana would have never gone into a life of crime? That means they maybe never would have done an art heist. Yeah. Definitely probably wouldn't have been there on that day at that time. Right, but the butterfly's wings are flapping, my friend. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So yeah, it's doesn't, a hurricane doesn't really in work Japan. Out. Yeah, we shouldn't have. The problem is, if if that were true, we wouldn't have gotten Wishmaster two at all, though, right? Mm-hmm. None of these events would have taken place, and I think that's right. the bigger crime. So yeah, that that first wish would have put the Wishmaster back into the statue. Yeah, this movie should have never happened. But we because can't let that I'm be true. I'm so glad so. that it exists. I am so happy it exists. Yeah. We have to let this fatal logical flaw, the the only real logical flaw in this film, we have to allow it to slide so that we can get the rest of it and move on to the next wish where uh, he gives her a freebie. I wish you into hell and they just get to hang out in hell for a bit in his hell. Right. Where um, hot priest is being crucified. Yeah. Like that was, yeah. I mean, there was already so much religious imagery and then that happened. And like, also like hot priest, very hot. And he's just there <laughs> like shirtless on the cross, like so in pain. And I'm just like, this reminds me, like, I remember growing up in the church, like people who like, I didn't get it as a kid, but like really fetishized the idea of Jesus on a cross. And it's just like, Oh, I get it now. <laughs> I mean, some Jesus, statues when he's up on the cross really give him like fucking good abs right like some jesus statues like are really old. shredded I've, I've definitely seen like twitter or tumblr accounts dedicated to like korean jesuses that are all like weirdly ripped for some reason <laughs> <laughs> like I, in korean churches um send me send me the link to that twitter account please <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll like after a year this. in isolation, I'm just like, yeah, this is hot. I don't, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Johansson on the cross. Uh, so yep. yeah. So she wish she wishes him to release Gregory, and that's her first numbered wish is to re- release Gregory, which he decides just kill the dude, which. Be more specific with your wishes. I guess that is a form of release. You're going to get um, a malevolent gin on your hands. uh, Be a lawyer or hire a lawyer. That's their entire job. Yeah. Or just be really into uh, games with elaborate rule systems. I Um, I think you got to do that because the last good lawyer in town just fucked himself like an hour ago. It's true. But that wasn't his fault. He didn't wish for that. Well, yeah, but he's he's definitely not in the mood to be doing any courtroom shenanigans. That's that's what I, I call a trial. Courtroom shenanigans. I'm, what I'm just saying is my brother is also a lawyer, but he was also very, very good at Magic the Gathering for the very reason of finding those little ways in which rules interact with each other in strange ways. And I feel like a really like a professional 
TCG card gamer would probably be good if a gin came along. Like they'd be able to get those like yeah, their rules I, things. So I'd like to see that movie too. One that happens at like instead of setting it in prison, set it at like the Magic Pro Tour or something. And that and great. the the real the real twist all along is just that the gin gets so fucking annoyed <laughs> at them that he's just like I you know what it's not worth it guys. <laughs> You are you are defeating the purpose of having fun by <laughs> adhering to these very specific rules, you fucking nerds. Yeah, the smell, Ugh. the body odor. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, I, I wish for a, a, a alpha black lotus. He's like, I'm I'm not doing that. I, I I don't I won't do it for a soul. It's too lame a thing to give you for a soul. But I but I want it. The rules say I, I should have it, and I ask uh, specifically for I, it. So I just, um, don't. Uh, God, no. no, it says right here in the rule book uh, that you have to do it for me. Just, I'm I didn't make the rules. You're the one who did. You opal. should have thought of that. I'm going in the opal. Leave me alone. <laughs> Wait, where are you? Uh, Guys, he quit. Guys, he uh he quit. Want to go back to tapping mana pools? <laughs> exactly. Uh, the great part about this is we're making fun of people who play Magic, but our references are way too on point for anyone to not know that we all play Magic. Do you remember? I, I, Look, I learned Magic the Gathering in drama camp, so oh as I push my glasses up my nose, I'm like, yo, you know, I am pretty cool. For, for me, it was my brother also. He would always want to play with me, and he would just stomp my ass every time. <laughs> I don't know if I ever beat him in a game of Magic the Gathering. All right. If a gin comes around, we'll we'll call up your brother, Paul. Guys, I think what we've learned so far is if a gin comes around, call your brothers. Call yeah, your brothers. Just call your brother. Just call your yeah. brother. Just call, call your brother. Call your brother now. He's probably like he just wants to hear from you. Well, we're we're rounding around an hour, so let's get to guys the last wish, the last <gasps> okay. wish, the one that actually yes. solves everything. She wishes that the man I killed was alive again, or that I'd never killed that man. I actually missed the phrasing a little bit, but. She undoes the death of that guy mm-hmm. so that she's actually pure. And I guess see, it's the only thing she ever did wrong in her life. We see him come back in a really shitty home video. <laughs> yep. Black and white. Black and white. Uh, and then she is able to use the fire opal to then send him back into his dimension and everything. By saying like, like Abacrease, Sugar Ray, Baha'i Faith. <laughs> like I don't... Yeah, she, hey, no, she magic holds words, the opals, Spatu, Barada, Nikto, and 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 uh, Bob's your uncle there. Bob's your uncle, leaving us times to have him come back again for for Wishmaster three. Um, let's not. I would like to discuss how wonderful the casino scene was when things go to hell. I so, agree. When Wishmaster came by, he was talking with the owner of the casino, who, like, clearly they wanted to do a partnership together. Um, in order to get all those souls, uh, like the, like, 800 some odd that he, he needed before mm-hmm. he could, like, ascend to his uh, rightful state of power, you know, all these wishes for, like, people to, like, be big winners and to win money. And then suddenly yeah. everyone in the casino starts winning. And the owner of the casino is like, well, what? The, the owner of the casino, played here? by Bokeem so Woodbine, is getting fourth billing. Yeah. <laughs> He's in about two, maybe three scenes. Yeah. But he has the best name. So that makes sense. Sure, um, sure, sure. So when finally things are unleashed, much like in the first movie, there's, of course, a scene of complete gore and chaos in a large crowd. Now they go, I think, 
even more full tilt into the ridiculousness of things being transformed in a casino. For example, a roulette table becomes this like wheel <laughs> of horror that has these like weird shredder things on it yeah. that go around and like mow people down and like go into their insides. One woman um, starts like suddenly is pregnant with a bunch of like slot machine coins and then literally shits she them all out right, the floor. Yeah. But she seems pretty cool with it. She was, yeah, she's she fine was pretty otherwise. relieved. Now, my favorite is when the cards start flying out of like dealer's decks and flying around as if they are shuriken. And they start embedding themselves in like people's faces and cutting arms off. One guy, yes, um, exactly. uh, the dealer of the blackjack table, yeah. all the cards fly out from behind him and burst through his midsection, leaving a trail of ooze and gore and viscera. And I making love it look this like he was so the much. machine dealing cards. Yeah. Oh, it was really quite. There was something so cheeky and so fun. Like there was a lot of fun that was had on this movie. Oh, for sure. And I think that was also one like I, I didn't call it out as a wish because no one made like a specific wish. Is like I wish this place would go to hell. It was just sort of something the guy's like, you know what? I think I'm ready. I'm gonna just do it. I'm gonna. Well, he, <laughs> it was start Joaquin killing people. Character. He said yeah. he wished he could see this nightmare end, and so. Like, all right, well, I'm going to kill her. And that's all we needed, baby. And it'll end. I, I guess I guess it ends when people die, but like, it feels like he went through a lot of extra oh, sure. nightmare. He didn't have to go before like, that. that hard. He didn't have to, but he <laughs> knew this was his last chance because it's time to get Morgana to do her three wishes, right? Yeah, yeah and this was like his. Master commits. Well, either he was going to have to get to kill a bunch of people or he was going to, if, if he was going to get defeated or the other Jin were going to get out right, and then he'd yeah, have to share the murder. And you don't want to share yeah. your murder with your siblings. You're like, Call no, I want to do it on myself. Yeah, that's why I only kill on my own. <laughs> you want to call your brother if you're fighting a djinn, but if you're a djinn and you're trying to kill, you don't want to call your brothers because then no. you have to share. Also because my brother's a cop. Oh, yeah, that would be some pro- trouble. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to delete that text I sent. Yeah. <laughs> the one about the murder? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, you want to do some murder? Ah, you know what? Unsend, delete. Yeah. <laughs> did I did I say murder? I meant Mordor. Would you well, like to watch Lord of the Rings later? <laughs> good cover. Good cover. Good yeah, cover. and the reason I said I yes. committed triple Mordor is because there's three movies. <laughs> yeah. So it's a trilogy. trilogy. That's what trilogy. they call trilogy. it so. when it's a trilogy. First degree. I um. Yeah, well, I I have a degree from university yeah. in English, and this is literature. Written in so it's my first degree, Mordor. Mordor. <laughs> we got there, guys. We did it. We got there. <laughs> we got there. So anyway, Jim goes back in the opal. Oh, all right. Just he to... goes back in the opal. She's still horny for the priest, who seems to have been the recovered. For Wishmaster three beyond the gates of hell. Now you've seen the rest of the Wishmasters. Uh, they do recast the Wishmaster, which makes yeah. me go. I, I don't know. You know. I don't know if I want to do it with another Andrew Wishmaster. Andrew is electric as the Wishmaster. Like I, I, I don't want to watch a Wishmaster movie without him. Frankly, like they're just not. They're just not as good. So we've come as far with our Wishmastering as we can. Pro- I think probably. But, but if you want more oh, Andrew oh Dibov, uh all you got to do is watch oh. Walker Texas Ranger. Because 
he appears in three different episodes of that as three different characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And it's Walker Texter. So there's not like, it's not like in Star Trek where they're like in heavy cosmetics nope. and you hide the fact. No, it's just, Nope. Well, that's how a ranger got to be. And if you want more of Sexy Priest, <sighs> uh, he appeared in 120-something episodes of One Tree Hill. Did he? Yeah, he played uh, Dan Scott, who was uh, the villain. Oh, my God, he has two first names in it. Of course he's a villain. Uh, before we started <laughs> recording, I was just going through the character wiki of his character on One Tree Hill and just reading like the synopsis of everything that has happened to him in the show, but just the first line of each paragraph. And it's, a, it makes for pretty amazing reading. Um, like season two, at the beginning of season two, Dan had a heart attack. Season three, Dan survived the fire at the dealership. However, without any recollection <laughs> of who caused the fire. How many seasons are there of One Tree Hill? There's at least nine. Uh, but at some point in season nine, he is shot and killed. Oh, spoiler oh. alert. Spoiler. Oh, man. Yeah, geez. Yeah, were you going to watch 150 yeah. fucking episodes of One Tree Hill? Just because <laughs> A lot of things Paul have Johansson happened this year. No. You know, I've gotten no, obsessed, uh, or at least obsessive, about smaller things for weirder reasons. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, I am for sure going to watch clips of him in One Tree Hill after we're done recording. So yeah. I'm absolutely going to look that up, and I'm very excited. You'll you'll be glad to know that he's still handsome. Is he good for him? Yeah, he's, he's still handsome, looking pretty good. He's earned it. He's earned it. Uh, I'm going to wrap this episode up, but last little fun factoid that I've just found on the IMDb is remember uh-huh. we talked about the Kung Fu Twins. Yeah. How could I forget? Um. Their actor names are, are James, Kim, and Simon Kim. Their character names are also the same first names, James and Simon, with the last name Tiger. That is not Tiger mentioned in the film Simon at any Tiger. point. Simon Tiger was apparently yeah. the character name of the characters we have called the Kung Fu Twins. Uh, use that on your trivia night, folks. <laughs> okay. uh, if your trivia night is devoted About directly and only to the film Wishmaster 2, Evil TV Never Dies. Movie, Wishmaster 2, Evil Never Dies. If you're hanging out with the right oh. friends, then that's exactly what your trivia night is. And those, those friends are just the three of us. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody else gives a shit. <laughs> I, I yes, but we give a shit, and uh, I want to thank both you guys for going on this journey with me. Thank you so much. Oh, Paul. it was my thank pleasure. So much, it Kat. was such a there and back and- again journey, literally, because we got there with Wishmaster mm-hmm. One, and we're back again with Wishmaster Two, and um, yeah, maybe you journey on. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna <laughs> no, I'll, I'll I'll fade out on the music. Thank you, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening. Bye. Well, that's what we came up with, but we want to hear from you. Tell us your thoughts. You can find us on Twitter at BreakAWishPod, email BreakAWishPod at gmail.com, join the BreakAWish discussion group on Facebook, and you can support the show by writing a review, telling a friend, or buying a t-shirt on TeePublic. All this information at BreakAWish.ca. For more Cat Letwin, you can follow her at LetTwinka, on Twitter and Instagram. She also did a one-shot playtest of a new tabletop format as part of the Dum Dum Dice Network's one-shot series. So you can find it as a podcast or on YouTube. 
Just search Dum Dum Dice. For more Paul JP, he's the host of an erotic fan fiction competition podcast called The Pen is Mightier on the Podcavern Network. Season one is done, but season two starts soon. Also find his art at Paul JP Draws on Instagram. This is a Kicks and Giggles Entertainment production, hosted by Maddox Campbell, themed by Matthew Reed, cover art by Justin Langford, and a proud member of the Sonar Podcast Network. More podcasts at thesonarnetwork.com. And that is Season 3. Season 3 was my pandemic shift. I felt the old format felt weird when the only wish on anyone's mind was, I wish this pandemic would end. Over 30 films later, this has gone a lot longer than I ever expected. I guess I was naive. But with vaccines rolling out, we can finally see, if not the old world coming back, at least a new one about to arrive. So Break-A-Wish will go on a break for a few months, but please keep subscribed to this feed. We will be back with the original format soon. And with all these films I've watched, I've got a bunch of new ideas about how your deepest desires can go horribly wrong. In the meantime... I need to refill my wish list. So send me a tweet, a message, a letter, a whisper on the wind, and tell me, what would you wish for? This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 